0: It is week five of Maseches Rosh Hashanah with the Sydney Kulo. We are holding the Gemara and the Faveh Madala five lines down from the top of the page. At the end of last week, we left off with a question. We had learned through a price that expounded the Pasuk Kisidor Neder, Hashem Elokecha, when you make a Neder to Hashem, Lo sa'acher Acher do not delay payment, do not delay bringing the vow, fulfilling the vow that you made. K'Idoroshi Dushanah Hashem Elokecha Miimach V'Hayav V'Chachet, because Hashem will seek it out from you, V'Hayav V'Chachet, and there will be a sin in you. And originally the Bricer had told us that there'll be a sin in you comes to teach us that even if you delay payment of a vow and transgress the negative prohibition of delaying payment, nonetheless the korban can still be brought. The korban is not invalid. The sin is in you and not in your sacrifice. Your sacrifice can still be brought. That's what the Bricer said. The Gemara, however, last week brought a different source for that same law. So the Gemara's question at the end of last week was what are we going to learn from these words there will be a sin in you given that we no longer need those three words for what we thought we needed them for because we have another source for the law that we were trying to learn from those three words. So the Gemara continues today with a different interpretation of those words in the Pasuk. The Pasuk comes to teach you that there'll be a sin in you for delaying payment of a vow but there won't be a sin in your wife because you might otherwise have thought if you didn't have this exposition. Since Rabbi Yochanan said in some say it was Rabbi Loza, that came in action ve'in that a man's wife dies an untimely death only if he has asked for money that he'd stolen from others and he doesn't have that money to repay. Shneemarz, the pasuk says in Mishlei, if you have nothing with which to pay, why should he? In other words, Hashem, take your bed, in other words, your wife, from under you. In other words, the Pasuk saying, why steal and assume the risk of being unable to repay that could cause Hashem to take the life of your wife? And the Shittimu Kubetzis explains this pertains to a case where the wife is an accessory to the sin. But either way, you see from this Pasuk that a person who is asked for money that he'd stolen from others and doesn't have it to repay it can damage not just him but also his wife so you might have thought Baha'i oven de so you might therefore have thought that on account of this sin as well of transgressing the commandment not to delay payment of a vow one's wife should die Kamash Malon, comes along the pasuk there'll be a sin in you but not in your wife your wife will be clear from being punished for this sin the following b'risa now continues to interpret another pasuk that comes in the Torah, a few pasukim after the one that we quoted at the start of today. Tanah Rabban the Rabbi is taught in a b'risa. The pasuk reads in its entirety, What emerges from your lips you shall observe and you shall do, that what you speak you should do. And just as you vowed to Hashem, your God, a that you spoke with your mouth. So what is this Pasuk coming to teach us? To the Brayse teaches, the first two words in the Pasuk, what emerges from your lips, this is a positive commandment to pay one's vow. Presumably when the Torah says what emerges from your lips, it's going to tell you you have to keep the words that come out of your mouth. You have to do the things that you've said. So this is a positive commandment to pay one's vow. Tishmor, the next word in the Pasuk is Tishmor. you shall observe and Shmirah is always associated in the Torah with a lo-saseh, with negative prohibitions. So tishmah, you shall observe, zumitzes lo-saseh, this is a negative commandment, not to neglect the payment of one's vow. And that would be, obviously, after three festivals. As we know, baltaachah is after three festivals, you would have delayed payment and you're subject to a negative prohibition in the Torah. The next word in the Pasuk is va'asisa, that the, the words that come out of your mouth you shall observe and you shall do them. What does it mean you shall do them? It seems to imply even if you don't want to, you'll do it anyway. This is a warning to the court, to the basin, that they should make you pay your vow, that there'll be circumstances where they can force you, where there'll be a circumstance where you'll fulfill your vow, even if you don't really want to. And that's only possible when the court forces the person to do it. So this is a, an instruction to the court that if a person is not going to voluntarily keep their vow, the court can force them in certain circumstances to do so. The next part of the passage, Kasher Nadarta, just as you vowed. Zen This is a reference to a neder, as we explained previously, there's a neder and a nadava. A neder is something where someone says, Hare alai carbon," I'm going to take upon myself to bring a carbon, and a nadava is where a person says, zu carbon." This animal is going to be a carbon. When the pasuk says asher nadarta," nadarta is from the same source; it's the same word, neder. So that is a reference to someone who makes a neder. The next part of the pasuk, "L'ashem to Hashem, your God. So what is this a reference to? Elu chatos vashomos, olus shlamim. This refers to chatas, asham, olah, and shlomim offerings. So these are items which don't come from a voluntary vow; they come as an obligation. They're an obligation from the beginning. LaShem Elokecha, they're an obligation to Hashem. So a voluntary vow is included by Hashem Nadarta as a neder, and LaShem Elokecha comes to include these korbanas. The next word in the passage is nidava. Nedava is kamashmo'o, as its literal meaning implies. That's a reference to a nedava. We had a neder. Now we have a nedava, in other words, where someone says, and this item or this animal is going to be a sacrifice now we come to the penultimate clause of the pasuk asher Barta, that you spoke what is this a reference to so there are two types of consecrated objects we've already covered sacrifices in the pasuk in the previous clause and now we come on to elu kodesh Bede abayas, kodshay Bede Kabayis is items consecrated for the upkeep of the temple, items that are given as monies dedicated to the temple treasury, that could include consecrations which are called hekodeshes value based vows as we've explained previously as domim where someone says I'm going to give my monetary value to the base amigdash erech vows where someone says i'm going to give my erech to the base amigdash which is a preset amount defined by the torah for different people of different ages and a cherim vow which we've also explained previously so asher di Barta is other forms of consecrated items to the temple not animals but money's dedicated and finally, the last part of the Pasuk, Beficha, with your mouth. You spoke with your mouth. Clearly that word Beficha with your mouth is superfluous. How else does a person speak if not with their mouth? Zutadaka. This is a reference to charity. That charity is also included in this Pasuk. Thoysus points out, D'chisiv yotza mipi tzedakah. The Pasuk in Yeshayo, yotza mipi tzedakah. that is mouth is associated in this pasuk with tzedakah so when the pasuk says beficha with your mouth that must be a reference or that could be a reference to charity that's what the gemara says the gemara tomorrow is going to expound a little bit and ask some questions on the brysa we're going to hold it for today i wish you all a very good day